Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of my new series, Cleared for Takeoff. I am your host, Gavin Rice, and I want to share what I've learned in aviation and encountered on the job, off the job, and everywhere in between, and add any fun stories recounting the many experiences I've had throughout my career so far. I suppose my target audience is aviation enthusiasts, so that you can enjoy some of the things I've encountered, but I also hope to reach out to aspiring pilots as well. One of the most fulfilling things for me is seeing a young kid who's inspired and whose face just lights up when I tell him about what I do for a living. And I live for those moments when a kid will come up to the flight deck while we're deplaning and I'll show them all the buttons and, and you know, turn on the seatbelt sign, turn it off and, and hand them a pair of wings and tell them they're now part of a crew. It's, it's the coolest thing ever because I know I was once that kid. So many of these podcasts might be short, perhaps only a couple minutes, some might be longer. I'm going to talk about things that are on my mind, what's happening in the industry, stories about my past, you know, where I came from, how I got to where I am today, and, and as I continue this series and, and hope to grow its audience, I also want to interview fellow aviation enthusiasts and pilots to share stories and just have a good time. The series might have a couple episodes where we've, you know, we're overcoming our difficulties or, or troubling times, but the main objective is to make this a very positive energy type of podcast. The wonders of aviation are are vast, and I want to share that with all of you. Even though, as of this first episode, I've I've only been flying for seven years, I know that over time I'll gain even more experience, thus creating more stories to share. So for this first episode, I, f I figured I'd introduce myself and tell you, you know, how I got to where I am today. As aforementioned, my name is Gavin Rice. I was born in Olympia, Washington, and lived there until I was 10 years old. My family moved to Western Massachusetts to be closer to aging grandparents. You know, but both my grandparents grew up in the Northeast, and, and it just made sense to move to closer to those those aging grandparents to help out. So. Um, you know, again, when I was 10 years old, we, we moved. Um, but before we moved, we spent every summer flying back east to, to visit family. And so starting, I think I was about four months old, I was introduced to travel by air. And as a kid, I, I always loved flying. And I was that window licker who <laughs> needed a window seat to look outside and watch as the little cars and trucks seemed to go so slow as we zoomed on overhead. Oftentimes our route would be a red-eye from SeaTac, for those of you who don't know, that's Seattle-Tacoma, uh, to Pittsburgh or Philly, and this would usually be on a, an Airbus A320. I think a lot of times we would fly the old uh, U.S. Airways. And then uh, whether it was Philly or Pittsburgh, we'd, we'd connect, uh, and we'd, we'd have a layover there, and we'd get on a, a Dash 8, which for those of you who don't know, that is a turboprop high-wing-style regional hopper. I believe the only carriers in the United States that are still flying those right now is uh, Horizon, which is a, an Alaska regional. Uh, but I think those are getting phased out, so it's, it's kind of a plane of the, of the past. We don't really see them that often. Uh, but a lot of people didn't like flying on this plane due to how loud it was, but I loved it. When I was a little kid, I, I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, I always wanted to sit next to, to the wing and watch the propeller spin and, and see the landing gear retract into the engine cowling area. It always fascinated me, still does. Uh, in fact, my dad told me that uh, there were a few trips where we went and we encountered some pretty severe turbulence. And my mother would be white knuckled as she gripped the armrest for dear life. And, and even dad was, uh, he was a little bit nervous too. Uh, but there I was just 
as if on a thrilling roller coaster. You know, wee, this is fun. <laughs> so I, I guess it was settled then. You know, I, I loved flying, and, and I think about it all the time. I have to dig it out of a box somewhere, but there's a, there's a photo of me sitting in the cockpit with a, a captain's hat on. Um, I don't even really have a memory of it. I must have been like three or four years old. Uh, but it'd be really fun to find that photo and do a comparison because now I'm up front and uh, I'm bringing kids up to show them what uh, what I do and, and I love it and it's it's amazing. I mean the full circle it's it's just beautiful. So as I grew older, I always loved airplanes and would look up to the sky. And knowing that, I I wanted to be up there. I also grew very interested in NASA and all things to do with space exploration. Uh, one of the things I did growing up is watch Star Trek The Next Generation with my family, and that just always made me want to go into space. So for a while there, I, I wanted to be an astronaut. And when uh, after we moved and, and I was uh, you know went through grade school and now got into high school, I started doing some research on college and career ideas. And astronauts, turns out, are mostly all engineers with advanced degrees, so the thought was a bit overwhelming. And I, d I did well enough in high school, but I wasn't too fond of the requirement of advanced mathematics and physics. And so the, the dream of being an astronaut sort of faded, but it paved the way for a new idea, becoming a pilot. It didn't come immediately, but I started getting interested in remote controlled airplanes, particularly in 10th grade. And by 11th grade, I was fully into it. And at my high school, it was time to select a senior project at the end of 11th grade. And uh, for that next year, for senior year, and it was an easy pick for me. I was going to just build RC planes and, and fly them. So I, I had so much fun with that project, and it's actually one of the, the, the big reasons why I fly real planes today. So by the end of 11th grade, uh, I started doing some research on, research on how I wanted to become a pilot, and for a while I was considering skipping the whole college idea and just going directly to a flight school. I wasn't sure exactly what kind of flying I wanted to do, so I just started Googling different places. I came across an ad for this school in Florida called Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University. I had never heard of it at the time, and I'd never even been to Florida. Turns out a guy in my town that I used to work for on occasion, he had a, a son who went there, so I met up with him and got some more details. Uh, when he went to Embry-Riddle, uh, he did the Naval ROTC program and was now flying helicopters in the U.S. Navy. That caught my attention, and the idea of becoming a naval aviator looked so brilliant. So for my freshman year, when I, when I went to Embry-Riddle, I had the intention that, that fall uh, of joining the ROTC program. Because of this program, I had to move in a week prior to most other students, and day one was a brutal 3 a.m. wake-up. Uh, right into uh, a physical test, a physical fitness test. Um, I, I actually, I remember that morning, it was it was tricky because um, the night before uh, I said my goodbyes to my mom. She was staying at a hotel off campus for a couple nights, you know, helping me move in, settle in. And it was, it was definitely a, a tough moment for her because, you know, her, her youngest kid, I'm, I'm the youngest of three, our youngest kid is now off to college. He's flown out of the nest. You know, it's kind of a sad moment. So, uh, but I had a lot in my mind with this physical fitness test. I had to get up early, so I was I was in bed early. But anyway, the the next morning, um, my mother had actually, she was supposed to drive to Orlando uh, to catch her flight back to Massachusetts, and she actually missed her flight, and she. 
it was just a, a really tough day for her. So while I was having a tough day, she was having a really tough day. It was just a, <laughs> kind of an emotional experience. And I, I hadn't even heard from her side of the story uh, until much later when we discussed it. But anyway, back to uh, this first day. Uh, so it was, it was a 3 a.m. wake up right into a, a PT test right at, I don't know, 3.30, 4 a.m. or something like that. And there must have been 80 of us. We were all confused and half awake. and uh, We just didn't know what was going on uh, right at the beginning. But when we all got lined up into a row, we had the different things we had to do, a mile and a half run, push-ups and sit-ups. And overall, I did okay and I passed. It was pretty surprising because many did not, actually. I, I distinctly remember, especially on the, the mile and a half uh, on the track, which is six laps on the track. And I remember lapping a couple guys, so it, was, uh, it wasn't easy, um, and many did not pass. So the, less, the next couple days were very sleep-deprived and confusing, and I, I hadn't even gotten my classes all figured out. Uh, so it was, it just was starting to become really overwhelming. Uh, I couldn't really handle it because I, I, didn't, I didn't think I was in the right headspace at the time. So I decided to drop on request, or DOR as they called it. And so I, I decided I, I needed to figure out my classes and, and know what was going on. So, um, and and just not overly commit to something that I wasn't really prepared for. As a 19-year-old fresh out of high school, you know, being in the U.S. Navy, it was definitely on paper and you know just watching videos. It was it was inspiring, but uh, I just wasn't in the right headspace. So it was it was quite an emotional time. Um, and there were definitely elements of being a little homesick and, you know, I'm 1200 miles away from the area that I grew up in. And so it was, it was a very emotional time, but I quickly came to learn that there is so much time for life and there's really no need to be uncertain for the future that I later come to find out many doors will open and you'll find the right path. And I, I wish I could tell my past self that, that, you know, don't get so caught up in the moment. Uh, especially someone that young, fresh out of high school, you, you got a lot of big ideas on life, but my gosh, if I could just go back and tell myself, you know, relax, man, you'll, you'll figure it out. That would have helped a lot. But luckily within a few weeks, uh, I'd, I'd already started making some friends. Uh, one of the big friend groups was by joining the ultimate Frisbee team. They were called the Dirty Birds. And I also began my flight training. So things were going really well. Classes were going pretty well and, and life was good. Uh, and so to keep a long story a bit shorter, I'll certainly in future episodes dive into some of the details uh, of my college experience. But um, to keep it short, I, I continued my degree. I got all the flight ratings by junior year. And at that point, I started instructing part-time as, as I finished my degree throughout the summer and into my senior year. And once I graduated in May of 2020, I, I continued full-time instructing. And after, I think it was about seven or eight months of full-time instructing, I picked up a position as a flight supervisor in the flight department. And so I got some really good management experience there as well. And now, here we are. I'm living back in the Northeast, closer to family again, and I'm flying airliners. And that's pretty much my introduction story. I know there's there's quite a few details to unravel, and I figured I can go into a lot more depth in the later episodes, but that pretty much wraps up the uh, overall introduction to who I am. So thank you so much for listening, and if you have any ideas or questions or anything in general regarding aviation, please reach out to me. I'm going to have this forum set up on the website. 
um, get that rolling soon and uh, would love to have a bunch of discussions there and and for any kind of input that people have uh, about topics or whatever it might be and i'll definitely include that in some future episodes so keep an eye out for the next episode i'm going to be attempting to release this on a, a weekly basis if i can and uh, i look forward to to connecting with you the listeners so thanks for tuning into this episode of cleared for takeoff and until next time Fly safe.